Welcome to the Beef Brunch Educational Series podcast, bringing you information on cattle production and management in Louisiana and surrounding states. Hey, hi, everyone. Thank you all for joining us for our Beef Brunch News Update for Tuesday, September 20th. Um, you get to see Lee and Vince's shining faces today as I'm on the road. and Jason is out um, for vacation this week, but we'll go ahead and we're going to proceed as usual. I'm going to let Vince go on and do our update for Central and South Louisiana. Uh, thank you all for having me. Uh, you know, it's it's sunshine and hot this week, and I think we're going to reach some record temperatures, uh, which is a good thing coming off of such a wet period we had six or eight weeks ago. And uh, you know, our, our commodity, our production farmers are out there harvesting soybeans and finishing up on the rice, and corn's pretty well done. Uh, a lot of field work going on. Sugarcane planting is going on. And by God, the hay that's being made the last seven to 10 days is, is just remarkable. Uh, as Lee and I were visiting before we started recording, uh, you know, there was a scare of a shortage of hay moving in into this fall feeding period and winter feeding period. Uh, and some of that has some somewhat subsided as far as the concerns. I think everyone has pretty much getting a, been able to get out and, and get some hay cut and, and rolled up and put up. Um, whether the quality is going to be what we want, probably not. Because uh, we had a lot of overgrown hay, especially in South and Central Louisiana, uh, but it, you know that I think we'll meet our needs as far as uh, uh, quantity, uh, quality may be off a little. Um, you know, saleborn prices. I'm sure somebody on this talk is going to go over those those numbers here for us. But here locally, there's still uh, a lot of anticipation and a lot of a lot of hope moving forward. The calf prices have been pretty good. Uh, some stuff moving off the farm and. Uh, Produces, you know, netting over a thousand dollars for some five and six weight calves. Uh, you can't hardly can't hardly bark at that much, but uh, we start to look at some of our input costs moving into one of the most expensive parts of the time of the year. Uh, you know, naturally with cost of diesel, baling hay, and fertilizer inputs that we have into this hay crop. Um, uh, moving into our ryegrass at forty dollars for for fifty pounds of ryegrass seed. Um, you know, the, the cost of planting ryegrass is, you know, as I uh, did the beef brunch uh, webinar talk uh, late uh, last week, uh, we estimated that it's going to cost per acre by the time you put pre-plant plant fertilizer and, and two shots of top dress, you're looking at $200 an acre ryegrass plus, depending on, on environmental conditions and uh, what fertilizer is needed. So uh, moving forward, uh, you know, with these hot, dry conditions as we move into the fall, Thursday being, you know, the first day of fall, it's going to hardly seem like it in central Louisiana. Uh, they're calling for 97, 98 degree temperatures. Um, I hope that's short lived. And, you know, the long range forecast in about 10 days shows some 60 degree nights like we had last week. And hopefully that, that stands true. So um, horn flies of populations have exploded uh, with these drier conditions. Um, it's a good, good idea and good time to uh, maybe charge some back rubs and uh, get some things under control before a fall working. Um, you know, these, these cattle are pretty miserable. And in, in South Louisiana, we, we had the spike in mosquito populations, which it seems has gotten a little better since the ground has dried out. Uh, after the rain quit uh, seven to 10, 12 days ago, uh, that's always a big threat. It's kind of like hurricane season. Thank God we haven't had a hurricane uh, and there's nothing in the foreseeable forecast, uh, but we're still not out of the woods yet until the 1st of November. So Hopefully that, you know, all these conditions, uh, we start to get some cooler fall, fall weather and uh, people's uh, attitudes are, are, are good and get out and do some things. 
within reason. And as always, we uh, we try to encourage people not to overspend. Uh, that's easy to do with, uh, you know, over $4 fuel and, uh, you know, ryegrass that's going to cost you over 200 bucks an acre. Uh, plant only your high spots, uh, you know, the areas that are going to uh, drain well. Uh, make sure your drainage is in order because um, here in this part of state and as we move south, there's a lot of a lot of cattle people that rotate cattle on rice ground and they'll fly in some uh, ryegrass seed, uh, which is a added plane trip of about seven to ten bucks an acre, depending on the aerial applicator. So, you know, uh, be cost conscious about what you got going on and managing your ryegrass crop this fall because uh, it's it's going to be quite costly as as we move forward. So with that being said, I just want to touch on Master Cattlemen. We currently have a Master Cattlemen registration open for uh, Central Louisiana. Uh, that, that program will be held in Ville Platte at the Chauncey Pete Multipurpose Building uh, at 1204 Chauncey Pete Road, Ville Platte, Louisiana. Uh, we currently have that registration open until September the 28th. Uh, we have a considerable amount of interest in it with some registrations in already. I think we'll have a full slate of, of people attending uh, this particular program. So. But if you have an interest in that, we certainly would want to uh, get your attention and, and get the, the forms that you needed filled out uh, to participate with that. So, Ashley, that's about all I have at this time. Uh, just moving forward, I, I think uh, if, if we can have a reasonably good fall uh, moving into the winter months, I think, uh, you know, things will, will be, be pretty good if we can watch our expenses on, on our winter feeding period. Thank you, sir. Um, I'm going to need you to knock on wood because I feel like you might have just jinxed us on a hurricane saying there's none in the future, but um, we're all going to pray that, that it holds out and, and we did not just get jinxed there. Um, Vince, can you, you may have said this and I may have missed it. Do you have a limitation on the number of people for master cattlemen or can you take a, a pretty good sized crowd? Uh, we can take 30 to 35 comfortably and, and we, we, we counted we have about 12 to 15 that are registered at this point uh but with most registration periods coming to an end we usually have an influx uh right the last few days so um i feel like you know we'll have 20 at minimum all right thank you sir um and and regarding to vince's beef brunch from last week i am still working on the edits for that it does take a little bit to get the transcript edits up and done so that recording will be posted um, sometime this week. It has not been yet, but we will get that up and out to you. It'll be on our YouTube uh, channel, LSU Ag Center Livestock, where you see these videos if you watch them there. I'll put it in podcast form, and then you can always go to lsuagcenter.com forward slash beef brunch, and you can find them there as well. So I am still working on that. I haven't forgotten it. Um, I know we've had several people that have asked about it. We will be getting that out to you shortly. Lee, uh, do you mind going ahead and doing our update for the Northwest region, please? Uh, thank you, Ashley. Glad to be with you all here today and um, echo some of what Vince said. This weather has, has changed once again from the last time we visited. Rain's tapered off. It's turned hot and dry. The next seven days just looks a little uh, unbelievable, I guess you would say. Uh, one local channel had the high pushing up into the near 99 for later in the week up in Shreveport. And that's hard to believe here knocking on October's door in middle late part of September touching 99. But I guess it's not unheard of. Um, 
and we were talking before we got on this call about the fact that the dry conditions are already starting to pop back up in places. Uh, the, the analogy I use with Vince is the, the bahia grass. You look around in some yards and, and even in some pastures, it's tar- started to take on that kind of blue-gray look to it that it you see when it gets drought stressed. But in the last 10 days, the amount of hay that's been made in this country is unbelievable. Um, people started right at, at towards the tail end of the rain chances uh, about 10 days ago and started laying hay down and just have not stopped. And I would say that most everybody barring major mechanical failures has, has gotten close to being caught up except for some big operators who have a lot of ground to cover. Uh, most everybody like, like us on the smaller side has, has pretty well caught up on, on their hay fields. Uh, and we were talking before the, 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 we started recording here, uh, that there's a lot of folks that have some extra ground that they probably could cut some pastures, maybe that have some excessive growth, uh, that they're kind of considering now trying to weigh their options, wondering what's going to happen if we drop back into a droughty type period, whether they need to save that grass for their cattle herd, or uh, if they're going to have to remove it. One thing that goes into this equation is this ryegrass planting time. And uh, with the amount of rain we received in the last few weeks and the amount of overburden or, or thatch or uh, grass growth that we see from these warm season grasses, uh, people got to find a way to mitigate it when they're talking about either drilling, sod seeding, overseeding this ryegrass, whatever method they're going to use, even if they go with a prepared seed bed and try to rip that ground up. You know, when you've got quite a bit of bahia grass or Bermuda grass kind of piled on top on that ground, you know that you're not going to get as good a uh, uh, seed to soil contact as what you really want. So people are trying to work on that, trying to get plans in place, whether they need to cut some hay on some ryegrass ground and, or, and bale it or bush hog it close, if that'll suffice, or maybe even use some chemical control methods to ding some of this summer grasses back to get it ready to drill into. Uh, but lots of hay being made around here. Uh, it, it's significantly eased the minds of many producers that were right on the cusp of having enough hay for this winter feeding season. And all they needed was one good rain and we got a heck of a one. And and they were able to make some hay and put them over that threshold. Uh, I want to make quick mention of the fact that we're still taking entries on our state fair hay quality contest. If you're interested in that, I, I know that a lot of the hay that's been made is like what Vince stated is overly mature hay, hay that should have been cut quite a while back, uh, but it's not all of it. I've, I've visited with several producers that um, that have put up some really high quality, fairly young, immature hay in the last week that um, the, they'll probably test out pretty good. We're going to be getting some samples sent out on that. And so if you're interested in that, get in contact with us. We'll give you all the information on how to how to get your in, get your entries in. Uh, deadline coming up is October 1 on those entries being in. So get with any one of us and we'll point you in the right direction. Like I said, the pastures have a lot of grass. So it's, uh, I, I, I'm going to say it until it's not the case, but it's rare to see this much grass in these pastures in this country this time of year. 
most everybody everywhere you go to has plenty of grass in these grazing pastures uh had, hadn't run into problems yet now this forecast the, these mid to high 90s and no rain in sight for us up here it's gonna it's gonna spell some trouble but that troubles a uh, week or two away if that and my goodness you know when you're talking about a average first frost date of october 15th up this way um you know we're bumping pretty close on some significantly cooler temperatures and, and a time whenever we're used to these summer grasses kind of kind of uh, ebbing back anyway um some folks are planting some ryegrass right now i've talked to one or two producers that are that are getting some in the ground they might be jumping the gun just just a tad uh sure sure my heart goes out to anybody that jumped the gun uh and got some planted even last week and may have some emergence during this week they're going to run into some significant problems with this heat being what it is uh some cattle being worked especially in the last week or two uh i wouldn't say a whole lot up in this part of the country because everybody had hay on their minds and and been breathing and eating and sleeping uh hay production so i'd say cattle working is taking a back seat uh to that but I, I there i've talked to a couple of folks that have snuck in some what we would consider fall works on the cow herd some of those herd health management uh, uh, uh processes we have we have to undertake in the fall you know the temperatures have been fairly monitored it's been very nice as far as the humidity up until this weekend when it really started to go back to our traditional summer, summer weather pattern but there were some cows worked uh horn flies terrible i mean same as in vince's country people throwing everything at them but the kitchen sink uh just switching ingredients trying different products uh methods back rubbers pouring it on pinning cattle and, and running it through a sprayer on them you you name it they're doing it right now and it, it's just short term right now folks it's just not getting a lot of relief off of anything as far as these flies go um there have been some calves being marketed and i, I know jason's on a well-deserved break from us there uh, i don't I, I know ashley's probably got a little bit on markets but i'm going to touch on just a couple of high points and and maybe this fits in with what she has um last week we saw our cattle futures both on live and fat cattle kind of mixed and most of it was centered around some usda reports on grain yields specifically corn yields they dropped the estimate significantly and which caused corn to just skyrocket and that's what drove a lot of the the mix to lower uh, uh futures markets in cattle but I, I was wrong on something. I sure expected to see some cash prices at local sale barns drop because of it, and that wasn't the case. These prices were steady to firm uh, on, on these cattle at local sale barns. So uh, I think what that's a product of is more of the the recog recognition in the industry of the fact that we're short on calves. All these cattle that have uh, been weaned prematurely that went uh, went out due to drought uh mainly in texas but also in louisiana there's a lot of caves in northwest louisiana that got weaned early and got marketed early due to the dry conditions and i think some folks are recognizing that that uh that, that these caves for this fall are not as uh there's not as many of them out there as what there normally is mid-september um 
and so slaughter was up last week if you look at those numbers that may be one ashley's going to report on here in just a minute uh but slaughter was up very good year on year uh, year on year and also exports are looking good so we got several things working in our favors folks if we can just get everybody in the in the room to sit down at the same table and 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 get the pot just right well i think we've got the ingredients for a pretty stout market if we can hold it all together uh, just as a reminder we're going we're currently signing up for our uh, cattle pregnancy determination clinics those are one day events going to be held here at the hill farm research station on either october the 18th or the 20th you can pick your date I can tell you that the October 20th day is Thursday and it's almost full. We have just a couple of spots on that. A few more spots left available on that Tuesday date. So if you're interested on that and learning uh, more about how to determine pregnancy in your cattle herd, get in contact with us. I think Ashley's got the flyer and all that. Or contact any one of us. We'll get you fixed up on that and get you signed up on it. And the final thing, I'm going to wrap this up and before I turn it back over to Ashley, is I just wanted to uh, call attention to uh, uh, a purebred sales going to be happening on October the 15th. You know, in Louisiana, we've got some excellent purebred breeds. Pretty much every kind of breed of cattle that you're needing for this commercial operation, if you're looking for that bull to fit right in and go to work in your herd or replacement females, you can find them in Louisiana. Uh, we, we've got a, a, a great group of, of purebred breeders in, in, in many different breeds scattered out through the state that are selling bulls, selling heifers, so on and so forth. So anytime I get a chance, especially to showcase one in Northwest Louisiana, uh, particularly, I'm gonna do it. And so Dixie Farms Angus is having a, a sale on Saturday, October the 15th. It's gonna be at the Red River Livestock Auction Complex down there at Cachetta. They're gonna be selling over 65 bulls uh, 18 to two year old, 18 months to two years old, I believe. And they're going to be selling quite a few replacement type heifers. So if you get, uh, want any more information on it, reach out to me. I'll point you in the right direction. Dixie Farms Angus is, is the name of the outfit out, out there from Gloucester. So if you, in, if you have any questions on that, just let me know. And Ashley, I'll turn it over to you. All right. Thank you, sir. Um, and for the Northeast region, I think that Jason would pretty much just echo everything that both Lee and Vince have said in terms of, of management reminders, as well as our forage quality. Um, I know I'm, I'm ready for some fall weather. I'm glad everybody's getting hay cut. I know we needed it, but my heart was a little sad when I saw we were going to be hitting, hitting 98 degrees again up through the week. So um, also just on the markets, I do have a very abbreviated market for y'all this week. Uh, so to finish up last week in the five area feeding region, uh, as Lee said, everything was, was doing really well, I guess, in terms of holding pretty steady. But in the five area feeding region, Fed steer negotiated cash sales ranged uh, 141.61 to 143.64, and that was on just a, a little over 59,000 head. Your five and six weight steers, mediums and large, ones and twos, sold from 155 to 177. And then your seven and seven to eight weight feeder steers or medium large ones and twos sold from 164 to 174. Uh, your lean coal cows were about 67 to 70. And then your choice cut out for the week averaged about 254.76, which was just a small uh, $4.51 decrease from a week ago. That did leave the choice select spread at 23.55 for the week. 
Uh, both Vince and Lee did touch on our a good bit of our events that we have coming up. So Vince mentioned his uh, Master Cattleman class there in the Central Region. I do have that link in the video and podcast description. Um, again, I'm working on his beef brunch from last week, and hopefully that'll be up at some point this week. We'll get it sent out via email and social media. For October's uh, beef brunch webinar, we'll have Bradley Pousson, who's one of our agents in the Southwest region. He's going to be speaking on disaster preparedness and recovery. That's going to be on Tuesday, October 11th. Uh, the live event will be Tuesday, October 11th at 10.30 a.m. Uh, again, you can find that on lsuagcenter.com forward slash beef brunch. We have an artificial insemination course for producers that's going to be held at Dean Lee Research Station and uh, an extension center there in Alexandria. That is going to be October 12th through the 14th. We'll go from 9 to 5 daily for that. Registration is $150 per person, and we do have to uh, limit attendance to 20 registrations. So we just don't have, simply do not have the, the physical space or the cows to hold any more than 20 registrations. So if you're interested in that, um, I have all the, the contact information, registration information in the video and podcast description. Um, but please go ahead if you're interested and reach out and register for that. I don't know how many spots we have um, that have already been taken, uh, but registration is open for it. Again, Lee mentioned our pregnancy determination clinic, so I have that information uh, posted as well. Uh, that will be October 18th and or October 20th. Then the fall Acadiana Beef and Forage Field Day will be the evening of Thursday, October 27th. I believe that's going to be starting at 5 p.m. Um, we don't have a flyer out for that just yet, but it will be at the Vermilion Parish Extension Office, and Andrew Grange is going to be your, your contact for that, so I do have his email posted. I believe that's got us all through, um, at least through October in terms of events. I know a lot of our exhibitors are gearing up for the state fair and all the state parish shows, um, I'm sorry, all the fall parish shows. So we wanna go ahead and wish, wish luck to all of our exhibitors that are working hard on their projects there. Um, I should comment as well, I forgot on the Northeast region, we did have our field day last Thursday and it was a very good turnout. We were We had wonderful weather for it had a good turnout and we really appreciate all the speakers from both the Ag Center and the industry that came um, and were able to speak to that. So with that, I think that's all that we have for you today. I uh, wanna thank y'all again for joining us and listening to us and we will be back with y'all in just a couple of weeks.